beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. Like when this whole thing came up, we've already been on the phone three hours before this whole thing started. Yes, what? Yeah, sure. we, sure. we were on three hours, and I can tell you this, sister. As soon as we hang up, we're going to be right back on the phone. She's going to yep. give me the business if I said something that was rude. Or, I already told or her. Or talk too much. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I kind of wish I could hear that part, to be honest with you. But it's like... I'm Laura Tremaine, and I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves, and the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. Each episode has a prompt or a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to a friend, or share on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to another episode in the Friendship Stories series. I'm launching these episodes in celebration of my next book, The Life Council, 10 Friends Every Woman Needs. As a reminder, last year when I was writing The Life Council, I did dozens of interviews as part of my research with people who had unique friendship stories. I'm featuring some of these stories as we lead up to the Life Council's release. Today's guests are two friends whose deep friendship tests the age-old adage that men and women can't be just friends. Kareth and Lee are a woman and a man who have been best friends for years. Kareth is married, Lee is single, and the two became good friends when Kareth helped Lee recover after his gastric bypass surgery. They have remained close, logging hours and hours of phone calls over the years. In this conversation, you're going to hear what Kara's husband thinks of their friendship, how it has impacted Lee's dating life, and how others have reacted to their unusual relationship. I am loving these conversations, and I am loving that they all feed into things that I write about in my new book, The Life Council. You can pre-order The Life Council in hardcover, paperback, ebook, or audiobook, by going to thelifecouncilbook.com. 
I have some amazing pre-order bonuses, including my private podcast series called The Secret Tapes, which features conversations with my real-life life council friends that I write about in the book. Those who pre-order can also attend a special Zoom book club with me to discuss the life council and all the things I write about in it. The Life Council comes out April 4th, and it covers a wide range of friends and friendship issues. I hope that you will think about pre-ordering it. I will let my guests for this conversation start by introducing themselves. Hi, my name is Kareth Stoll. I live in the Atlanta area with my husband and our 26-year-old disabled daughter. Uh, I also have an older daughter who's married with two young children. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom since our second daughter was born, but I have done some other projects, including writing a book about our story about my daughter, as well as I had an Etsy shop for a few years. Oh, that's so interesting. Wow. Okay, Lee, let's hear from you. All right. Well, uh, my name is Lee Delancey, born in Austin. I've been here my whole life. Grew up in a small Texas town, raised by my grandmother. She was 62 when I was born. And I've never been married. I've never had any kids. I do uh, still have one aunt left as far as family goes, close family. And, you know, she needs help. So she's here with me. And I'm small town, Texas. Graduated smallest class in history. There was 11 of us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Grade seven through 12, my senior year, there was 135 kids. Small town. Yeah, yeah. that is a small town. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about your special friendship, like the origin of it. Let's start with how it started and, and then what happened. Kara, do you want to go or? Sure. Yeah. So his fiance worked for my husband at a picture frame company in human resources. My husband and, and his fiance at the time both worked in human resources. And we met like casually at a pizza place where we just happened to run into one another, but it wasn't a big deal. And then we later met at, we ran into um, Lee and his fiance at Best Buy. His house with his grandmother had just burned and they were replacing everything. So yeah. it was uh, a trying time. Yeah, trying time. And so then we met, I think it was at like my husband's birthday. So we invited who worked for him. And so he was there because of that. And then we became friends probably two years after we first initially met at that pizza place. And that was the summer, fall of 2004. And we just became friends that way. He was going to have gastric bypass and needed to lose weight before that and needed somebody to walk with them. And since I was a stay-at-home mom and all his friends, you know, were working people during the day, we, we, I went to his house and, you know, we started off walking, you know, first half a block up and down, and then we'd have coffee, half a block up and half a block down and coffee the next day. And we just became friends over, over that, over coffee. So we became friends in the summer, fall of 2004, but my family moved um, completely out of state in June of 2006. So we really only had two years uh, where we were in the same community and we've seen each other several times since then, but mostly we just talk on the phone sometimes for hours and hours at a time. Yeah, we can just go and go. Lee, tell me what it was like when you were having your health stuff and then you needed to take a walk, but you didn't even know her very well. Like, can you explain how you were? Well, you know, so, you know, like she said, when we met at her, uh, at her husband's birthday, 
we were riding in this massive bus and actually it was a company I wound up working for for nine years. But anyway, she got on the bus and I got in the back and she got in the back, you know, she had a little bit to drink. She started talking to me and I was like, oh man, how do I find these people? But anyway, um, <laughs> like anybody, everybody says everything. The truth pops out of everything. And so anyway, <clears throat> I didn't know her all that well. And, um, you know, again, I went from living in small town, Texas, you know, the town only had 1200 people. The closest town that was anything, had anything remotely close was 15 to 12 minutes away in any direction. So uh, when I moved to the, to the suburbs, you know, it was when we were all with my friends, we're all together. It's all fun and party, but all of a sudden Lee's living in the burbs. Oh no, we can't come to the burbs. That's too far. So anyway, that's country life. But anyway, we met. And we emailed each other after the thing and she apologized. And of course, you know, if you know me, I'm pretty rude and vulgar and I got a big mouth, cuss, I can say obscenities. I mean, I, I just admitted that's who I am. And so I just suggested to her, I needed gastric surgery. I mean, I was 562 pounds and wow. the fiance I had, you know, she was like, have you ever been to the doctor? No. Have you ever went to the doctor why and so anyway you know we we got to that point the gastric thing they're like you gotta lose weight and so i just you know mentioned it to Kareth because we were going back on the aol messenger thing or whatever it was at the time that's where it started <laughs> back in the day <laughs> the chat room whatever you called it and so we started walking and our friendship started growing and then you know she invited me to the house one day for some coffee and you know, she gave me some coffee and I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're drinking this because, you know, I was a kind of a coffee snob by that point. And so I turned her away from the, the motor oil and, you know, it just grew. We started talking more and more and getting to know each other. And, you know, it was odd because she comes from a totally different world than I do. And, you know, for me, I worked in the factory and, you know, like she said, my my fiance and, and her husband worked in the offices. And so, of course, you know, if you've ever been in that world, you know, those are two totally different places. You know, you don't mingle with office people and, you know, office people look down on you, factory workers, you know. Anyway, but anyway, you know, we just started getting closer. And then once I had the surgery, well, you know, I wasn't working. I was the housewife. And so, you know, I did the cooking, cleaning, washing clothes, you know, just whatever. And all she had to do was just come home, eat, sleep, and have sex. And I was it. And I did the rest. And so, and so, see, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Anyway. Um, and so, anyway, then further down the road, I had to have my knee replaced. And by that time, the fiance had left me. Mm. But she still kept me on the insurance so I could get my knee replaced. And, yes, that's odd. And so... Again, I was limited to how many friends could come by. Well, in the intermittent of that, I met another woman that was a personal trainer, and I became friends with her. And, you know, here's this guy that's fatty, fatty, four by four, and you meet this, tr this personal trainer that's doing the fitness competitions. Again, two totally different people. And her and Kareth helped nurse me. Lisa, you know, the trainer, she did all my rehab for free, you know, doing my, so I didn't have to go pay for that. And then Kareth would come over too and walk and help me stretch. She helped me clean up, clean the leg up. I mean, you know, there was a time she came over and put a bathing suit on to help me bathe. I mean, you know, where do you find that with people? You know, you don't. 
And I, I kind of got attached to her special needs daughter. I liked her. And, and you know, I took care of my grandmother until she died when she was 98. So as time went on, special needs, you know, kind of grew with me. And so I guess maybe that's part of why. I don't know. You know, then when they left, it, it was brutal. I mean, I mean, I cried for days that she left me because mm-hmm. go on, her husband and her family had to go. They went to Toledo, Ohio. And, you know, we still stayed in contact on the phone. Over the years, I made a trip to Toledo to go see her. And I can't even tell you the looks that her friends got. And we walked in the classroom for her kids, Ashley. And they're like, you're friends with a man? And <laughs> they looked at me like I was some alien. And, and we do get that when we go places and people know that's not my husband. Why am I with this man? And vice versa. We, we do get looks, but I think we just mostly ignore it. And, you know, they don't know us. And, and understand this, ma'am, probably 90% of my friends are women. I've got one, two, I mean, I've got three over 30 years and the, and I've got at least five or six that are 20 years tapping on 30. I mean, if you're somebody that's been friends with me less than 10, 15 years, you're, you're kind of like somebody from the outside. And I, I just connected with women. And I think it's because growing up my grandmother, she had her little click of old ladies that she hung around with. Well, the grandson was tagging along. So I got to listen and, you know, be around them. And I actually learned the Czech language because my grandmother was Czech. So they're sitting there talking Czech, not knowing that I understood every word they said. And so, of course, I only let them know when I needed to. But anyway... About, I just I just connect with women. I mean, I do. And, you know, am I dating them? No, they are just my buddies. I mean, hell, I know who they slept with and they know who I slept with. We ain't going to touch each other. I, mean, I know about their periods, you know, their feet stink, whatever. You know, I hear it. <laughs> they're just my buddies. You know, they're my sisters. So you there's know? never anything romantic about it. Let's keep it between you two. There's never been like a awkward thing about it. No, I mean, we tease one another. We tease one another a lot. So, you know, no, there's never been that kind of thing. No, it's just uh, crossing the line. I mean, now, I mean, I'm again, you know, me and my brutal honesty, she's a good looking woman. I mean, if I had a chance, yeah, I mean, you know, what man ain't, but uh, you know, she's a good looking woman. But at the same time, if you look at my other friends, they're all a bunch of hotties too. And so, and and you see me going with these women in places and the ones that were single over the years, well, you're walking with a guy that's six foot five, 320 pounds. Are you going to go near her and talk to her? Probably not. And same goes for me. I'm walking around with these beautiful women. These nice women were sitting next to each other in a booth or eating, sharing a plate of food. What woman's going to, are you going to approach me and say, Hey, I'm such and such, you know, would you like to go out? Nope. It's, it's just how it is for me. It's odd. Yes. It's odd. I think too, I don't fish. I don't hunt. I don't, I don't watch sports. None of that interests me in any shape, form, or fashion. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. 
I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, dot com and use code you y-o-u well i wanted to hear kareth's take on the different worlds thing him being working in the factory your husband being you know an executive and then you said a little bit about this when you submitted your story about backgrounds also i wanted to hear kind of your perspective on that okay so my perspective on coming from an executive being an executive wife with him, we have very different perspectives on life. And I think in some ways it was easier. I'm an executive's wife, but we don't really run in those circles. We don't really play their games. We're not keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, we just don't do that sort of thing. That's not who my husband and I are. We came from basically middle-class families and we just, we don't, we don't do that. I think having a special needs daughter has humbled at least me and kept me grounded and kept me in a, in a caretaker mode, a lot of my life. And now I'm starting to not only be the caretaker for my 26 year old daughter, but my aging parents, it kind of fit as my role as a caretaker that our friendship started because of caretaking. So it had less to do with you know, our different worlds and there wasn't a opposites attract kind of thing. It was just somebody needed some help and I could give it. Let me do yeah. that. And, and, you know, and understand this too, you know, us with that connection. I mean, this is my perspective of it. I mean, I'll just say it. I kind of say, you know, her world, she kind of has to watch what she says in public with, with him and, and they're around his people. Me, I just spit it out. Yeah. And I say, one of my friends, she told me, she goes, you just say what everybody else thinks. And, and again, the caretaking thing, now that she's going into the role of her parents, I've already done that once with my grandmother, and now here I'm at it again. So I can give her the perspective of that because I did it. I mean, I've wiped more and cleaned up poop and trimmed toenails and cut hair than you can ever imagine. And so it, it's that, that connection is there. It, it kind of blended. We both like food. You know, we like a lot of the same TV shows. We like a lot of the same stuff, so it comes easy. Dealing with her husband at his level, I was a chauffeur for nine years. You know, I drove celebrities, politicians, prostitutes, doctors, lawyers, CEOs, guys like her husband. So I know how to flip the switch to get into that role of being people like that real easy. So it's been times when her husband has taken me on tours of, you know, his buildings, you know, or the factories he's, he's looked over and stuff. You know, he's, Oh, he goes, please don't embarrass me. So <laughs> I can flip the switch going from small town, country boy, mouthy, tell you to go hell in a heartbeat, then yes, sir, no, sir, thank you. And oh, wow, I appreciate that. You know, and so I think we both can be chameleons. She gets to be herself or she gets to say what she wants to say. And she gets, she's comfortable with me to say that because. I'm not going to go tell it. I mean, I'm telling it now, but I mean, I'm not going to go tell it. And so 
you know, does that make sense? What, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. I also wanted to know. So Lee said he has mostly women friends. Like that's who he connects with. Kareth, do you have other male friends like this or is Lee your main guy? Lee, that's well, Lee's my main guy. Lee is my best friend. And I have, I have several other women friends, but as my children have aged uh, and I'm not in the workforce, it's harder to make friends. And we've moved around so much, it's harder to keep friends. Um, You know, I've moved twice since we left Texas in 06. So, you know, we kind of have been on the move. So I have other friends, but none that I'm going to call and be on the phone with for six hours during a day. None that I can really, really turn to like I can him. So, you know, there's friends I text with that I might go grab coffee or drink or dinner or that kind of thing, but not, not like him. So he's kind of. But with her too, I mean, I don't actually know what that yin yang is. I mean, you know, I've just gotten close to her over the years. I mean, like I've already made my will, my power of attorney, that whole bit. There's three people that are in there. Kareth is one. My friend Stephanie that I've had over 30 years, she's one. And then the guy that helped my grandmother raise me, Vincent, he's one. These guys, something happens to me and something needs to make a decision to put me down or keep me alive. Kareth is one of them. I guess you have to get on a plane to get here to do it. But I mean, I do it. I do it. I trust her with my life and she knows how I am. But I trust her to make that decision. There's some people that can't, they can't handle that. Mm -hmm. I know she can. She knows my wishes. She knows how I think. And I mean, we can do what we're doing on Zoom and she can look at me. And boom, I can tell her. Same thing with her. I can hear a couple words. I'm like, okay, what's eating her ass today? I mean, it's just it's that yep. close. And I have other friends that I'm like that with too. You know, and it's just, we know each other that well. Lee, do you think that your friendship with Kareth and your other really good close women friends, do you think it has impacted your romantic relationships, you know, in your life? I can tell you this. I've made some mistakes with women over the years with, I guess my girl, not mistakes, but my girlfriends there. I've lost several women over the years that are like, I can't compete with them. Like this last woman I was dating. I mean, she finally blew up after about six months. She goes, I can't compete with them. You want me, you have to give them up. Well, I was like, well, you, you're gone. Because (laughs) you think for a second that I'm giving up these people that I've had 15, 20, 30 years for you and your crazy family, you are nuts. And yes, it has impacted my, my relationship life because most women can't take it. They can't handle it. And, and of course, again, like I said, they're all a bunch of good looking women. They're intimidating. And a lot of them love me and they know me and they know what I like with women and what I don't like. And a lot of them have been like, oh, like, Lee, get their out of here i have one in particular i mean she's ran ran one off she's came here stood at the door in her bathing suit she's bathing suit and told her, you get the f- out of here don't you- <laughs> <laughs> that was not me but <laughs> i have some crazy girlfriends they'll bust your windshield a brick i mean they're nuts but they love me and they watch out for me and so yeah it has impacted my life and that's you know i hear him i'm 51 and i'm not married i don't have any kids been on dating sites and women have met me, you know, I tell them, I have female friends, I tell them right out of the gate so they know because I know it's going to be a problem and it's like, poof, they're gone. Well, you know what? Piss on you then. I'm not giving up. They're my only family I've left. I mean, they're all I have. And once my aunt is gone, that's it. 
There is nobody else. And so my friends are important to me. Very important. I have ran into so many people in this life. They have nobody. They have, I don't have, uh, I get, a, I got loose skin. I get a rash underneath it. I can flip it up, take a picture of it and send it to Kareth or any one of these women and say, look, this is what's going on with me. How many people can you do that with? Or, <laughs> or, or, or like, like I said, she bathed me. I mean, where do you find people like that? You don't. So am I going to get rid of them? No, I'm not. Not over any kind of money, no matter what kind of lifestyle I get to live. I'm not giving there because you can't find people like that. You just can't. Kareth, your <laughs> husband, he totally gets it. Yeah. Well, he laughs. I mean, he knows Lee. You know, my husband was in charge of human resources when Lee was in the plant. Oh, so, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. so he knew Lee before I knew Lee. And he knows what Lee's about and knows he's a character. You know, Lee stayed at our house several times, traveled to see us, came for my oldest daughter's graduation. He gets it. But then at the same time, he's like, he doesn't get it. He knows we talk all the time. And sometimes he'll say, that sounds like Lee. And I'll be like, yep, yep. Lee and I were talking about that. Yep. So yeah, he gets it, but doesn't get it. And 25 years ago, when I worked in the plant, I, was, I wound up working my way up to the ranks of being supervisor of shipping and receiving. And back in those days, you know, I'm in my 20s. I'm doing drugs. I'm fighting. I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. All I had a super loud mouth. How many times was I called up to HR for yelling and hollering or flipping out on somebody? And, you know, of course, a few years down the road, I meet her. And that's what's in his mind about me. This wild, out of control guy, which I've calmed down over the years. But he saw that part of me. And yeah, you can tell it bugs him some. Of course it does. I mean, it would bother any man. Yeah. He gets me good. I text him sometimes. Like, we both grill. So I text him, you know, seasonings that I got or different things. And so, I mean, it's not like we don't have any contact. It's just that, you know, we got the connection with golfing. We got the connection with carrots. So we're not buddies, but, you know. or Y'all mentioned kind of like that people – you know, notice or like, look at you when you're out and about or whatever. So like, does, do you have any thoughts on when I feel like it comes up sometimes just like on social media or something, the whole culture idea when people are like men and women can't be friends or it's like a betrayal to your partner or it always turns sexual or whatever, when you're like living proof that that's not true. None of those kind of conversations that come up culturally are true because you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we are doing it. Now, I'll tell you this. I mean, I'll never tell you who. There are a couple of women that I'm friends with that, yeah, we did do the nasty together, but we were able to survive it. It doesn't happen anymore. It happened just a few times and still we're friends today. And mm-hmm. again, where do you find people like that? You don't. So am I giving them up? No. But me and Karen, no. But yeah, people look, well, the times I went to see her, we're in public, you know, I'm standing right next to her, whispering in her ear, or, or we're sitting next to each other at a table, splitting some food. Yeah, people look at us. People that know he's not my husband, and yeah. I'm not his wife, and then it's kind of like, what? Yeah, there, there are questions, because those stereotypes are really strong. So most definitely, you, you get that kind of thing. Like I said earlier, we I, we just don't pay attention. And, you know, I have gotten questions from other friends of mine. So wait, so, you know, you spend how much time on the phone with him? Or he stays right in your house, and your husband goes off to work, and he's not worried? And I'm like, nope. 
Yep. I, mean, I came here for her 40th birthday. I flew down there for her 40th birthday. Here, I'm popping in the room. And, you know, all these people know each other. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Of course, I, and, you know, I tell them, okay, it's friend. Or, you know, when Ashley graduated, she wanted her lead to come there and help mom and dad cook for, for her graduation party. You know, she wanted me to, to put my food in, which, you know, I was a little nervous about that because that's kind of stepping on her daddy's toes. But I'm sorry. Dad doesn't cook. Dad doesn't cook. And Uncle Lee does. (laughs) So when Ashley asked me to come for that, you know, I was worried then because, you know, I didn't want to step on dad's toes because, you know, that's dad's thing. But then flip side of the coin of it, you know, I'm coming because she she wanted me there. So I took off of work and on a plane. Well, how do your kids continue to have a relationship with Lee since you moved? Like it's been a long time now since you moved. Well, my 26-year-old daughter, she has cerebral palsy. She walks with a limp. She can't talk, but she uses sign language uh, and she can read and write. So she will message Lee on Facebook Messenger. Um, You know, she writes in sentences and I'll talk to him when I'm on the phone and she walks in the room. She'll say, yo, Lee, you know, she'll sign to me and I interpret for her and he'll, you know, talk back to her and I interpret so she can hear, but she just can't speak. So, so they have little conversations and it was just yesterday she asked for crazy hair, which she wanted two ponytails and I had forgotten. And Lee said, didn't she say she wanted two ponytails? Oh yeah. I got to do two ponytails today. Oh, wow. He, uh, you know, I mean, he kind of keeps up with that kind of thing and, or he'll say, ah, has she had lunch yet? Yeah. 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 She's had lunch. Or, oh no, 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 not yet. So they kind of have their own cute little relationship and uncle Lee's been known to send some presents from time to time, a funny t-shirt and that sort of thing. And then my older daughter who's married and has two kids that I think they text back and forth once in a while, but they don't keep up quite as much as they used to, but they certainly did throughout her teen years after we had moved away, you know, at least the first five years, but you know, now she has her family less. And here's something I'd say, and and, and how Kara knew, I don't know, but she knew when we first started getting to know each other, we probably knew each other maybe a year. Ashley was nine years old and Kara needed to go take Brielle to her special needs daughter to go do something. She would leave that girl here with me and Ashley would come in the house, kick her flip-flops off and of course, Lee, you know, had sodas and chips and all kinds of <laughs> stuff that she wouldn't allow for her home. The kid would stay here with me all day watching TV. Wouldn't think twice. Yeah. And it, and you mean, again, how many men do you, do you trust your child with? Right. It's a norm to me because, again, some of my other friends, they've got kids. They already got grandkids. And, you know, I'm attached to them as well. I'm friends with them on, on social media and I keep up with them too. And, you know, it's, two of my friends, I was one of the first ones to hold their grandkids. I mean, hold mm-hmm. their kids, which were their grandkids. I mean, I was there at the hospital or they were brought, the baby was brought here. And He's good with kids. He's got his own relationship with my girls. So, yeah. I'm a magnet with kids and it, I don't know why they want to have anything to do with me. <laughs> I think what it is, though, I told this more than once, I'm Uncle Buck. I'm the one that said, mm-hmm. "Olger." I'm the one that cusses, give them sodas. You know, if I'm watching your kid for the day and they're little, you better believe I'm going to jam them full of Dr. Pepper and sodas. <laughs> you get a free babysitter. That's what you're going to get. You get you get a mixed bag with Lee for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, what you two have, it seems so special. 
I, it is like clear as day that you really love one another and that your friendship is rooted in this really like the caregiving aspect is what really touches me also, because like Lee said, I think that that's really rare. A lot of people can be friends and friendly, but when it gets real, like surgeries and that kind of stuff, it, you know, you see kind of who your real friends are and you guys have absolutely proven that. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, when the ship, when the ship is sinking, you find out real quick who your friends are. It's just like when I needed help with my knee, I found out real fast. My shoulder, when our house burned, I found out mm. real quick who was there. And those times in your life are the best times in your life because you find out real quick who's really there for you. Everybody's like, oh, I love you. I'll do this. I'll do that. That's a bunch of shit. When, he, when the chips are down, that's when you find out. And this one here has proven it more than once or not even just verbally. I mean, that's you know, how we start, how our friendship started was it was rooted in that, like you said. So, yeah. 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 I think that's so special. This I've been doing a lot of these mm-hmm. interviews. You are definitely one of my most unique. And so I'm so, so <laughs> glad that you reached out and then we were able to, to talk about this together. So thank you yep. for sharing your stuff. You're this very is, welcome. I'm willing so to special. share my stuff. <laughs> yes, you are. I loved that conversation with Kareth and Lee. I hope you did too. So fun. Such a special friendship. This was part of my new series of episodes that I'm sprinkling in as I launch my new book, The Life Council. The Life Council will be available in hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audio when it launches on April 4th. Pre-order today to receive all of my bonuses, including my private podcast series featuring conversations with my real-life friends and a special book club with me. Go to thelifecouncilbook.com to learn more. You've just listened to an episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. For show notes and links, go to 10thingstotellyou.com. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram at 10thingstotellyou. And you can also join our free connection group on Facebook to discuss episodes and topics. For bonus content, ad-free episodes, and monthly Zoom gatherings with me, join my Secret Stuff Patreon community by going to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secret stuff. Thanks for listening.